Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Conor Nessler, and I'm here today with Carlos Gomez. Hola, hola, hola. And Tadeo Gasparetto. Hello, everyone. Tadeo, can you tell us a little bit about today's paper? Sure. Well, the paper we're going to discuss today, it's called Finding Neymar, the role of color in the detection and discrimination of football kits. It has two authors, Liam Burnell and Peter Thompson, both from University of York, and Liam Burnell is also in Liverpool, John Moore's University in the UK. This paper has been published last year, 2021, in the journal called Perception. The discussion is nice. I mean, I, I did enjoy reading this paper. They're talking about these differencing football kits. And, well, I guess Carlos will make the introduction. Tell us, please. Yes, the authors try to do with this paper something that, in my opinion, is quite challenging. They try to answer a question that is often not studied and that it has massive practical implications. Perhaps many listeners have already thought about something like this, but actually bringing the practical means to perform a study is complicated. And I give the authors a lot of credit for this. I really enjoy the way they build their experiments. I already gave this away. This is what they do. They perform two experiments. We will talk a little bit about it later. But I like the implications of the study because, you know, guys, now every time I miss a pass when I'm playing football, you know, I'm a terrible player, I will have an excuse. So apart from all the practical implications, I really love this point. The authors argue that this law of the game, there's one law that is not clear enough, no? is that the two teams must wear colors that distinguish them from each other on the and the match officials, you know, so they have to bring uniforms that allow them to distinguish themselves. And the authors argue that identifying teammates from opponents on the field is a visual task. And this task is complex and the uniforms may have an influence. So the basic question is when teams wear crossed colors uniforms, this means, for example, red t-shirt and blue shorts, or blue shorts and red t-shirt, is it more difficult to find a teammate than when the teams wear only single color uniforms? For example, all blue or all red? And I think this is a really cool question to try to answer. They built on a previous study that was done in the lab in 2005, and the authors argued that they tried to do this in a more realistic setting using two experiments. Cornell, what type of experiments do the authors perform? So Carlos, as you already said, they have two experiments and this is exactly why I chose this paper for today and why I wanted to discuss it. Because I myself, I really enjoy performing, conducting, preparing experiments. And here I was super interested to see how do they do it? How can you test this research question with an experiment? So what they do is, they take a picture from FIFA 17, and in this picture, you see eight players, four of each team. And in the first experiment, the players have red shirts and blue shorts from one team. And in the other team, they have blue shirts and red shorts. And then they ask the participants to identify the players from the teams. And they measure this, examining the response time from the respondents and the number of correct responses. So imagine yourself 
standing on a football pitch or playing FIFA, and then you have to see who you can pass to. So it's something that ultimately you directly have to do it. So Tadeo, in the first experiment where the shirts and shorts are mixed, what do they find? Great corner. Well, first thing they got is that when the uniforms crossed, let's say red and blue, and blue and red, the response time is almost twice than the uniform kits. So regardless the t-shirt color. So in this sense, they figure out that people had a harder task in identifying when the uniforms were crossed. At the same time, they figure out that the accuracy was pretty high on overall. So 90% of uniforms, 87% of crossed. They conduct some statistical analysis. So ANOVA and let's say statistically significant higher response time when the uniform is crossed and one interesting finding that they got they interacted these factors and figure out that yeah the crossed increased by the number of targets so when the participant had to identify a higher number of players of his own team this took more time in identifying so this was the general result from the first experiment. Could you tell how the second happened? Sure. The second experiment is really the same as the first experiment. So what they do there is they change one thing is all players have the same shirt and uh, shorts. So if you're one team, maybe you have a blue shirt and blue sh shorts and in the other one all red. But now it's not mixed anymore. So this is the main difference. So Tadeo... What are the differences in the findings here? Well, what I like it very much in the second experiment that they have match one and match two. So in the sense that all red against blue and red shorts and the second all red against blue and green shorts, right, Cornell? And what they figure out is that, I mean, let's say summarizing the results is that in the first one, the all red has a kind of disadvantage because the other team has red shorts as well. So the response rate for those in red was slower. And in the second match where the shorts were green, the all red had a kind of advantage because the response rate then was faster as they just had to think about the unique color that was red. And in the sense, this discussion between whether the combination varies were really, really nice. There was one thing that I asked myself when I did this, and this is, suppose you just create a new team, okay? So you play in a team for the first time, and then, okay, normally you only look at the shirts, right? But suppose you have been playing in a team for a longer time, then often what helps you is maybe how tall someone is, or the face, it's not only, let's say, the shirts. Because when I thought about it, especially if you play, I don't know, in your teenage team or something like this, you have known, you've been playing with this, with your teammates for a decade. So there, I think there might be other factors that influence you as well, not only shirts and shorts. What do you think about that? I think, Cornell, it makes some sense what they are saying, because when I play football myself, Many times I actually just look at the head of my teammates, you know, and I recognize this guy with the big uh, head or this other guy with the long hair. And sometimes that's just enough. And I don't know if this is because this is 
high, you know, on a high level. I don't have to look anywhere in the middle where there are a lot of people I can look like up and then I might identify my teammates there. But then this brings another question to me. Maybe I missed it in the paper, but I don't know why the authors do not include the socks of the uniforms because this could also play a role. So when I'm playing football, many times I look at a low level, you know, I don't look like to the middle of the body, but sometimes I just have enough time to look at the boots or at the socks of my teammates. And I'm wondering whether this may even have an effect or not. I really have no idea. I think you have a really good point, Carlos. I think to include all of this in the experiment is really difficult, right? And here, what I like is that they, let's say, make the first step, you know? They perform an experiment and are like experiments. And I think here, obviously, there are many things that you can do in future research, but you have a a basis here that you can build on. When I'm telling it's impossible to do, it was more like kind of a reflection myself because I know this is impossible to include in the experiment. And what I like also about these papers are the implications. It has really practical implications which would be easy to deal with, right? If teams just have to wear all blue or all red, I think that could be something easy to manage for the institutions. So, I mean, that's really, really nice, the point that you say, Carlos, that I had the same feeling when playing that look at the boots, look at some personal characteristics, sometimes the proper movement of the players, but such things are really almost impossible to quantify or to analyze mainly in experiment. So just an idea that came to my mind when we were discussing this and when I was reading this paper that some future experiments, some of our listeners or us, it's like try to do some other experiments and not only looking at the pictures, but trying to conduct this with amateur players or junior players, for example, changing the kits in the training sessions and seeing the accuracy of passes or any other actions that would be really difficult to conduct, definitely, but would be really valuable for players, for coaches, and for teams. So just some idea that I would like to leave it here. Very interesting line of research. Plenty of stuff to be done. We'll keep following these updates. Cornell, Tadeo, thank you very much. This is everything for today's podcast. Thank you for listening to the weekly sports piece. Stay tuned.